and hello. Welcome to It's a Scary Life. I am your host, Melody. This is my absolutely fantastic and patient co-host, Ellen. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) We have had a nice lazy Sunday for Ellen as Mm -hmm. I have caught up on writing as I have been doing most of the research end of things. Indeed. Yeah. (laughs) So as always, let's get started thanking y'all for listening. We love you. Yeah, it's awesome that you do. Mm -hmm. We are working to bring more content out for everyone, and we think your patience and loyalty is just great. Absolutely. Thanks for sticking around with us, guys. Oh, yeah. Especially with the late episode releases as I try to work and take care of my mental health and research and write and try to live an actual life. Um, (laughs) It's hard being a person. It's it's the hardest yeah and we all struggle with it and you know thanks for just being on this struggle bus with me we're we're in together (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you so we're posting more content to our patreon to show more love to those who are supporting us as we grow the podcast this past week the first tip for therapy on a budget was released we talk about the horrible things people do to other people on this podcast and because of that we have the motto go get therapy it's very yeah. important. Go get therapy. I burped in the middle of <laughs> talking. Excellent. That was, yeah, that was very attractive. You know, um, this isn't about being attractive. This is about therapy. Yeah. But like in case any listeners out there have similar feelings as the subjects of the uh, episodes, they need to confront because not everyone who commits heinous acts were always meant to be that person. And a large amount of them, you know, had they gotten timely intervention, can grow into becoming a functioning member of society. Mm-hmm. You know, but therapy isn't cheap. So no. so we're giving you tips on how to, how to help yourself without spending a whole lot. Um, so the first tip is available to the public on uh, patreon.com slash it's a scary life. And there will be more to come as well as more other bonus content hitting Patreon soon. Excellent. Yes. So so who do we have this week, Melody? All right. So, Ellen, today I'm not going to tell you the story of a crime. Oh, okay. Is and it a creepy thing? And instead, we'll find ourselves in the world of extraterrestrial study. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So, Ellen, do you believe there is intelligent life on other planets? I mean, I barely believe there's intelligent life on this one. Um, I mean, that is that that's fair. It's a fair assessment. I think that it is likely that somewhere in the cosmos there is other life that we consider we would consider intelligent. I think the likelihood of us having any real interaction or proof of that is vanishingly slim. But uh, it's been a weird few years. So who the hell knows? Fair. Yeah, that's a good point. I personally feel that, you know, when it comes to life on other planets and things like that, single cell organisms are a given. The universe is too vast to not have single cell organisms on another planet. And then when it comes to multi-cell organisms, I'm truly believing that there has to be some sort of plant life I mean, on here's a the planet thing. somewhere. I think, somewhere I think an atmosphere has to function well enough for that. Mm-hmm. I think that it's also quite human-centric of us to think that whatever life exists out there would conform to our standards of life. 
Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, maybe there's like some freaky silicon based life forms out there. Who knows? Um, Listen, it was it was in his dark materials um, <laughs> and the elephant people are really cool. OK, but <laughs> I, I would say silicone <laughs> is man made, not an element. Oh, it would have to be if it was silicon. Oh, yeah. Silicon. Yes. I know how to say words. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, silicone is the plastic. Silicon ah. is the element. Yeah. So silicon. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Life form. Cool. Yeah. Glad you just meant the other thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that would make sense. Or like some type of other type of intelligent being not having similar function to how we would like. We always Im- have these images of people being invaded or, you know, there's all these different civilizations. And so you study these different cultures, but they're so similar to human, you know, mm-hmm. we have this very big arrogance that intelligence means intelligent like us. Exactly, exactly. And I'm pretty sure that whatever we find will not be that. But I also don't think we're going to find it, whatever Congress has to say about it. I don't Um, think we're interesting enough. I don't think humanity is going to find it. I don't think we're going to live that long. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And it's a crapshoot, really. Yeah. Anywho. uh, So today I'm going to tell you the story of scientists who believed in the likelihood of intelligent life on other planets to the point where they secured funding from NASA into a secret project figuring out how to learn alien language by learning to communicate with dolphins. Oh, wait, Melody, is this is this the story where they jack off the dolphin? (laughs) Melody. Melody, do you want? Is th- is it this? <laughs> it, is it is Melody. Okay, so you All do right. know this one. I, I, I've read about it vaguely. I've seen the SNL skit. Um, there's an SNL skit. Oh God, yeah, there's an SNL skit. Okay, I'll it's, have to watch that. After. It's real goofy, Melody. It's great. I mean, it's it's deeply cringeworthy, and I never need to watch it again. But it is hilarious, and I think it's an eighty and uh, Kate McKinnon one. So okay. it's like good, nice, nice. Okay, yeah. No, there's. A <laughs> oh God, I have to look that up. Oh um, my God, this was this was to study xenolinguistics, though. Yes. My God. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. I was going to say, unfortunately, that's not the weird part, but you already know what the weird part is. I know is. the weird. Uh, listen, I am cursed with forbidden knowledge. <laughs> and I don't like. Arri- the mo- Did you ever see Arrival, the movie with like Amy Adams? No, I did not. Z- I, listen, if I'd known about the dolphin thing before going in to see Arrival, I probably would not have seen Arrival. Because mm. like, that would have been a very different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> how, who, who is the perpetrator? Who jacked off the dolphin's melody? Uh, yeah, so the weird part of this story lies in the relationship between one of the dolphins and a female volunteer for the project that turned reluctantly sexual on the part of the volunteer that had been kept secret until she came forward decades later. After the department had changed over to the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or SETI. So today, Ellen, we will be discussing the unfortunate origin story of SETI, the Order of the Dolphin, <laughs> and their secrets that killed the prop. Didn't they also drug the dolphin? Yeah. They fucking, they fucking got him on LSD, man. Yeah. It, was it LSD? It was LSD. Oh, yes. God. The, the no fuck? one comes out looking shiny in this. This poor dolphin. Um, except for the dolphin, because he's just, 
he's being just an animal and running on instinct. Yeah. He's just being a, a dolphin. Yeah, still, dolphins are capable of some stuff. They and are. have brains that are close enough to ours that scientists kind of are like, I think they know the difference between right and wrong, and they just oh, yeah. choose wrong. wrong. They yeah. do, yeah. Um, and this is part of the reason why they were a part of this study, because they were like, it's a comparable level yeah. of intelligence to try and figure out how to communicate with a language foreign to ours. You know, it really is kind of the Jim Kirk type of Zeno linguistics, you know? Okay. We try and fuck them, and we see what happens. <laughs> I know that's not what happens in original Star Wars, or Star... Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek. I do know the difference. Um, I know that's not what happens in the original series, but like... Uh, no, that's... That is the original series. Uh, Captain Kirk I know, but he, he trying doesn't to fuck just, everything. He doesn't just go down to planets and be like, I'm going to fuck this lady. He like, like, there's plot. There's plot in between that. Y- yeah, but it's still the 60s. So he's mostly, it feels like he's mostly just going to planets and going, I'm going to fuck these ladies. Yeah. Because it's the and 60s then in the and 90s the writing they had is Riker, not strong. You know. God's bless. God's bless. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Anywho, getting off of <laughs> Yeah, tell me Star about Trek. this unfortunate um, project. <laughs> so the culture in the 1950s brought on a lot of talk about aliens coming to Earth from outer space. In the tradition of H.G. Wells, the world or the world's alien invasion stories had taken over pop culture. Hell yeah. Radio shows were aired for excited listeners. Movies like The Day the Earth Stood Still captured audiences and invasion of the body snatchers fed their fears. Oh, because we were all scared of the commies invading. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And in invasion of the body snatchers, it is like an alien presence and they like possess your body. Right. Yeah. Which is like sleeper agents. Yeah. 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 Fun stuff. If only sleeper agents were possible. <laughs> or like actual sleep. Yeah. I mean. Like the hypnosis type, not the like. Oh, that'd be cool. I was about to say, spy. I'm pretty sure. The normal spy type is a thing. But yeah. yeah. Um, anywho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then comics were ripe with stories of fighting alien invaders and exploring space. And this trend was not lost on scientists, many of whom read H.G. Wells' novels and hoped for a more pleasant encounter with life from other planets. Like jerking off aliens. <laughs> Apparently. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is this is why we usually tell stories where I don't know what's going to happen because I will fixate. <laughs> I will know one thing. <laughs> but by God, do I know that thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> any, um, where, where was I? There it is. Okay. With the universe being a vast and seemingly endless place, the many scientists believe in the likelihood of intelligent life on another planet and thus the interest in experimenting with ways to live on other planets and communicate with other intelligent beings is high on a lot of people's lists, especially after that 1950s, everyone's talking about aliens culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings us to our subject today. In 1961, the hangover of the 1950s obsession is at large, especially in the minds of scientists in the United States who are in the space race researching ways to travel the universe by first getting us to the moon. According to Astronomy Magazine, a meeting was held at Green Bank Observatory in rural Virginia by the Space Science Board, a department of the National Academy of Sciences. 
which also is a nonprofit society of scholars in science technology established by an act of Congress in 1863, which also hosts NASA. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So at the time, it was the site of the most high-tech telescope in radio astronomy in the world. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. So it was at this observatory that a somewhat secret meeting was held for influential scientists who were great in their field. J.P.T. Pearman, a scientist and ballistics expert, was tasked by the Space Science Board with inviting great minds to this meeting to create projects for research into space travel. Altogether, 10 scientists came together to discuss the possibility of speaking with extraterrestrials. The meeting was a real who's who in scientific research into space for the time, but most notable of the scientists nowadays and for this story's purpose are Frank Drake, John Lilly, and Carl Sagan. Oh, God. <laughs> Carl Sagan knew. He, he fucking knew. Earlier I said no one comes out shiny. <gasps> Carl Sagan comes out shiny. Oh, that's no fun. That's no fun. <laughs> Why... Melody, why can't we slander the great scientific minds of our age? Let me slander we, the melody. <laughs> because it can't be libel. Uh, what if I say this is libel first? Does that just make it easier to sue us? Yes, it does. <laughs> I don't want to defame people. I will only tear people apart who deserve to be torn. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm guessing he did not know about the jacking off of the dolphin. No. All right. Not until it was way too late. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. This is so fucked. Okay. <laughs> Frank Drake began doing research at the Green Bank Observatory in 1958 after getting his Ph.D. at Harvard. In 1960, Frank Drake was tuned into the radio waves between Tau Ceti and Epsilon Eridani, about 11 light years from Earth hoping to intercept radio communications between intelligent life forms. Drake's research at the observatory is the first legitimate research into life on other planets in the United States. He had founded Project Ozma, named after Ozma of L. Frank Baum's World of Oz series. Hell yeah. In, oh yeah. In hopes of finding extraterrestrial life through intercepting their communications. He wrote the paper Searching for Extraterrestrial Communications, which was highly acclaimed and is still a fundamental reading at SETI to this day. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Search for that extraterrestrial intelligence, guys. I love that, like, at some point people got really excited because they got some waves, the some radio waves that they were, like, trying to interpret. Exactly. And then it turned out that someone had left the microwave on wonky. Oh. And that's what it was. That's so sad. Oh, I know. I know. But also I find it delightful. Yeah. But that's disappointing. Just oh, it's it's terribly disappointing. I but see it from the research perspective. Oh, first. from the research <laughs> perspective, it's deeply annoying. And definitely whoever was using the microwave is going to get yelled at. Absolutely. But that's kind of funny. Also, make sure your microwave isn't close to your equipment that you're doing your research Honestly. with. Why you have a separate kitchen from the lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and just sanitary reasons. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So. Unfortunately for the researches of Project Ozma, on this particular day, they only heard interference from a high altitude plane. But as Drake emphasized in his book, Is Anyone Out There? We had failed to detect a genuine alien signal. It was true. 
but we had succeeded in, succeeded in demonstrating that searching was a feasible and even reasonable thing to do. Which I agree. I think it's feasible and reasonable to look yeah. for any type of communication I mean, going through space. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think most types of scientific research are worth doing. Yeah. Even if they don't do, even if they don't end up getting the results they want. Um, well, scientific know. research isn't supposed to be about the results. That's the right. joy of it. Right. <laughs> But, you know, we there, there's been so many instances where people have started out researching one thing and then found something completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, humans do some of their best work when they make mistakes. Um, that's how we got chocolate chip cookies. So I was going to say that's how we got penicillin. <laughs> OK, so maybe yours is slightly more impressive, but mine tastes better. So mine was mold. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> moldy petri dish who knew it was so useful who knew so this is where researcher john Lilly is able to step in and offer an idea based on his own research with communicating with dolphins Lilly was dedicated to finding ways for humans to communicate with our intelligent counterparts in the animal kingdom Lilly himself was focused on the dolphin who we are able to observe to have some form of working language his ideas were taken seriously and he secured funding for the communication research institute in the late 1950s by the end of the decade he published a paper suggesting his research was yielding some results nice at the meeting lily bragged about the research he'd done on the dolphin brain and boasted about the uh, this other intelligent life form living amongst us about on earth so this is his fault yeah this is entirely his fault yeah, this is so much his fault cool i'm sorry i'm sure he did some great research but this is what he's known for um he did not do a whole lot of great research to be honest oh no yeah this is your legacy yeah cool all right go on he talked about how you could hear signs of language and empathy in the dolphins communications he'd recorded he even played some recordings for the attendees at the meeting that had examples of his research his research was such a hit at the meeting that by the end the men called themselves the order of the dolphin and their new project was going to be the research creating human to dolphin communication to give humans experience with an alien language (laughs) they sure gave humans experience (laughs) i'm so sorry this woman has gone through a lot in the name of science um um, i mean she she has no hard feelings (laughs) Pun the dolphin sure did. Um, okay, the uh, dolphin sure had a lot of hard feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hence the issues. Oh, actually, no, that kind of hurts. That was dolphin, really sad. The to dolphin say. dies. I know the dolphin dies. It's ri- yeah. No, it's not. It's not sad. It's not sad for the dolphin. It's not happy for the dolphin. Yeah. No. I listen. Um, there. I'm, I'm guessing their facilities were not that much better than Sea World. So it's not going to end well for yeah, the dolphin. Yeah. No yeah. matter what. They, they, they Especially got it hooked when he gets on moved. LSD. There is no coming back from that for a dolphin. He did not get hooked on LSD. <laughs> they gave a dolphin LSD, Melody. <laughs> <They're> um, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes. You don't come back from that. No, you don't. Not if you're a dolphin. So this meeting was not a total disaster, however. It did not lead to only terrible things. As it was where the Drake equation had been created, which is a mathematical thought tool for scientists to use when thinking about alien life and is still often used today. So that's, it's... That's lovely. Yeah. I'm glad something 
other than dolphin jizz came out of this. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for all these jokes and puns, audience. But as I say that, know that I'm not about to stop. So it is a false apology. Absolutely. <laughs> God. It's more of a, I'm sorry, and I'm going to do more. This is how we're dealing with the fact that this is a thing in our history. Yeah. It's such a, it's so weird. I'm just like, why did this need to happen? Though, I mean, you know, it, it, I see how they got there. It's bad, <laughs> but I see how they get there. I know. Like, I, I've, I've written about how they get there, and I'm still just like, why? <laughs> anyway, anyway mm-hmm. get back mm-hmm. to uh, our, our sweet, sweet researchers here. Frank Drake was an overseer of the project who stayed in Virginia to do his research into cosmic radio waves. Meanwhile, off the coast of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands, John Lilly has a laboratory built for his research with a dolphin enclosure in the bottom and workspace on the second level. Mm -hmm. He is joined by anthropology Gregory Bateson as his lab director. It is at this time that Lily is said to start taking ketamine and LSD because he believes they will open his mind to the dolphin's communication. Sherlock Holmes feeling motherfucker. Oh yeah, this is, it's like that Freud quote where he's like journaling and talking about how he snorted a bunch of cocaine (laughs) before (laughs) doing a lecture. And it went well. Yes. And you're just like, my God. Um, Unhinged. Just... Very, very old school kind of thinking. Yeah. I really hope we, as a society, truly grow past this way of thinking. But you don't want your scientists to be tripping and high when they're doing research? How uh, close Only some of you? the research. Mm. Only. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Gregory Bateson was approached by Margaret Howe Lovett. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was a woman living in the U.S. Virgin Islands in St. Thomas who had driven to the laboratory because she heard that they had dolphins and she wanted to see if there was anything she could do to help. Oh, dear. She's just really enthusiastic about the dolphins. I mean, yeah. I'm very concerned. Dolphins are really cool. True. I, I get it. They're amazing creatures, but... I now know too much about dangerous. them to really want to be in the water with them. Oh, yeah. No, never. Apparently, they're chill with humans. Uh, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, they're chill with humans, and also they're not. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm never going in the ocean again. Cool. So, Gregory had liked something about Margaret's ability to go for what she wants, and allows her to become a voluntary observer of the dolphins, taking notes for him. Melody, did they pay her? No. Did... Oh, honey. This this becomes a whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is worse. This is the worst part of... The- She's not yeah. getting paid? At least in the beginning, no. This is... Okay. Uh, so this brings us to the beginning of the downfall of the Order of the Dolphin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, not paying your employees is definitely a bad sign. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, it's an untrained person that you're having do notes. I would feel like minimum wage. If she wants to spend a few hours taking notes while observing dolphins, that's her business. She should get if she's doing work, she gets paid. Exactly, but (laughs) all right, all right, moving on. So, how did this order of the dolphin? Just um, collapse. 
with John Lilly at the helm of this adventure and the addition of someone who will inadvertently escalate the need for the project to shut down, <coughs> the project was heading into some pretty rocky territory. As Margaret observed the dolphins, Gregory noticed she had great instincts in interacting with them. And so despite her complete lack of training, he had given her an open invitation to the lab. I love the 60s. So weird. Sci- just anytime scientists are like, fuck it. Let's just do this. Let's see what happens, brah. Like, you know it's going to be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Something interesting always comes of it. Mm-hmm. So Margaret became a big part of training the adolescent dolphins, Pamela, Sissy, and Peter, in creating human-esque sounds. She felt she hadn't been getting many results, and after a few weeks, she became frustrated with the process. So Margaret asked John Lilly if she could move into the lab. No. So she could do the research 24-7. No. And again, no. <laughs> Is she at this point getting paid? I believe so, yes. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and my God. So he had had the second level waterproof and had like a living space secured and then had a few feet of water so human and dolphin could occupy the same space on the second level. I oh. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I. This is crossing a huge boundary. I just, I feel like there should be work and there should be home. And if you... And it's one thing if you're living like above your business, fine. Yeah. Or if you work from home, but there needs to be a boundary. And dolphins don't understand or, okay, no, I'm taking that back. Dolphins don't give a shit about <laughs> your boundaries. <laughs> dolphins are smart enough to comprehend boundaries and just fucking flop all over them. Yeah, that's true. So Peter. Yeah. So Margaret chose Peter to join her for the immersive experiment. So he would spend six days a week in the human dolphin space and one day in the enclosure with Pamela and Sissy. Cool. Yeah. But it's supposed to be one day where he's like getting his jollies off. <laughs> and uh, Thanks. I hate that. Yeah. Um, great. Good for Peter. Um, this also seems very unfair to Pamela and Sissy. It does. Yes. I understand that they're not human, but like they still have very complex emotions. As we learn. Well, if their friend's getting jacked off, I feel like it's only <laughs> fair if, you know, <laughs> Lily gets in the pool and helps out. <laughs> like, if, we're, if we've already crossed that boundary line, we might as well be equitable. Like... <laughs> oh, God. Here's, it has been a long day. <laughs> I saw Beetlejuice for the first time. It was delightful. It was. Um... Yeah. I'm so happy I, I got to be the first person to show it to you. It was delightful. I had a good time. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I don't think that's what I'm supposed to take from this, though. So, while Margaret was living with Peter, she saw no improvement in his speech therapy that she was giving him. But she did form an intimate relationship with the dolphin. No. No. She enjoyed spending time with the beautiful creature and loved him like many would a pet. Peter, however, being an adolescent, had started to form a much deeper connection to Margaret. At first, she noticed him staring at her and seeming curious about her anatomy. Margaret said, if I was sitting here and my legs were in the water, he would come up and look at the back of my knee for a long time. 
he wanted to know how that thing worked. It was, I was so charmed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next part of Peter's obsession with her, she found less charming, however. Mm-hmm. Peter has started to rub himself on Margaret's foot, hand, and knee. And this is when we stop. Yes. This is, this, like, yeah. he can't survive out of the water for no. long. This is when we cut contact. Mm-hmm. But we don't. But of course we don't, because science, am I right? Oh, yeah. It's obviously in the name of science. And also, like, she's getting to live here for free. I mean, that's not nothing. Yeah, that's not nothing. I don't think I'd go that far, but I don't know. If they pay off my college, no. No. No, no it's still, ooh. ooh. No, I don't want to live at work. <laughs> that, too. But, in fact, he had become so enamored with her, he refused to go back to into his enclosure with Pamela and Sissy. So... <sighs> If this is happening and there's no linguistic improvement, then maybe it's time to stop. Or maybe. No. It's time for Margaret to decide that though she didn't quite like it herself. No. She would manually please Peter for the sake of the experiment to carry on. No. Yeah. No, that's exactly. dumb. I thought. It was a terrible no. idea. No, that's a bad idea. Here's the thing. There's no reason to. The experiment is not going well. Maybe Peter's a dipshit and not learning. And see, the thing is, this is why you don't let an untrained person, someone who is science. not a scientist, do do the actual science. Yeah, no. So, did Lily know about this? Like, Oh, yeah. So, John Lilly and Gregory Bateson allowed it for the experiment to continue on this way. No. So Margaret described the task of pleasuring Peter as getting rid of an itch. You just scratch it and it's gone. It's just, it's a thing you have to do. She simply, yeah, she simply accepted his attraction to her as a part of Peter and would pleasure the dolphin essentially to get on with their day. Just to be like, all right, that's done. Now let's do the next thing. Let's get back to the lessons. <laughs> Thanks. I hate this. Right. This is work. This is just. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I thought that I thought that they were seeing some significant improvement, which is why they would do this because no. they didn't want to lose. It. No, they're, they're, we're just jerking off a dolphin to jerk off a dolphin. Uh huh. And the person leading the whole experiment is on a lot of drugs. I, man, you could just you could just say anything with science. Sometimes, man, be it. I mean, phrenology was a thing. You really can't say anything with science sometimes. My God. To be a straight white man and high on cocaine in the 60s. <laughs> World your oyster. So at this point, the laboratory had been open a couple years. A couple years? Okay. It took time to escalate to this point. But okay. still, it, it, it was a good <laughs> chunk of her life during that lab being open that she was doing this. Cool. Uh, and Frank Drink was curious about the progress made by John Lilly and his crew. He sent the young scientist working under him, Carl Sagan, to check in on the project <gasps> and report back. Oh, no. Remember when I said he <laughs> comes out squeaky clean? <laughs> he does. Oh, my God. Mr. Sagan, sir. So when Carl Sagan walked into the screaming ethics violation that was the live workspace in the laboratory with the, an untrained dolphin enthusiast and her sexual conduct with the dolphin, Drake was less than happy. Cool. Yeah. 
Drake launched a full-blown investigation after hearing about these ethics violations and found that John Lilly had also been doing LSD experiments on Pamela and Sissy, as Margaret insisted Peter not be included. Luckily, the LSD showed no results, good or bad, in the animals. Oh my god. Yeah. It essentially had no effect, which, thank goodness, maybe they did see something or whatever but we had no no data on any change this is wild um and their blood work was good so cool good for them yeah i did i did a lot of digging to find out how those dolphins were after getting dosed with lsd yeah i mean maybe the dose just wasn't high enough to do oh no i have a feeling that's what it was Mm um yeah their metabolism and immune system and stuff just functions so differently and then we don't know what receptors would need to be triggered in their brains yeah so so carl sagan shut this down yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the project was shut down and the name of the order of the dolphin now lives in infamy cool Margaret was forced to move out of the live work space and Peter was taken to Lily's lab in Miami with a much smaller enclosure and very little sunlight. No. Yeah. No. Margaret was very sad to leave Peter as their relationship had become the center of her life. Peter had become depressed after being separated from the love of his life and never recovered as he could never understand why the separation had to happen. You know, we never figured out actually communicating with the we, dolphins. We gave, we ruined a perfectly good dolphin. Look we at really it. Didn't. It has depression. <laughs> I, my God. <laughs> Peter killed himself by taking one last breath and sinking to the bottom of his tank. What the fuck? It's how dolphins kill themselves. I hate that. I hate that they are capable of it. I don't like that fact. Um, It makes me very sad. Yeah. Margaret was saddened by the news of Peter's suicide, though she was happy he wouldn't be stuck in a small enclosure. Unhappy. The experiment goes down in the scientific world as a failure for a worthy cause. The pursuit of knowledge alone is the reward in and of itself, and the embarrassment of a failed experiment cannot truly stick. The downfall of this particular experiment allowed other scientists to look at John Lilly's work with a more critical eye. Oh, good. Frank Drake had said about it, in retrospect, I now think that Lilly's work was poor science. He had probably distilled endless hours of recordings to select those little bits that sounded human-like. And Drake was not alone in these conclusions. This story does end with a strangely happy ending. Margaret stayed in St. Thomas and married the photographer for the project. Together, they converted the old lab and enclosure into a living space and raised three daughters there. Cool. Good (laughs) good for them. I'm cool. I can't process that right now. Like, great. Cool. There is so much to unpack with Margaret here. And honestly, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm just going to let that stay packed. It was almost 50 years before Margaret told the world about her experiences at Dolphin Point. Understandable. I would never have, I would have taken that to my fucking grave. She is a brave, (laughs) fascinating woman. Yeah, they seem to 
somehow be the best of her life considering her choice to convert the lab and live there as long as she could. She granted interviews to Christopher Riley for his documentary, The Girl Who Talks to Dolphins, which is, it's an interesting watch. I'll give it that. Cool. It's very um informative, and she seems unashamed and <sighs> okay. fond. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's interesting. She is a woman of a very different era. Uh-huh. um i mean if your boss is doing lsd and coke in the office i and i'm sorry that's just microdosing what are you talking about i don't (laughs) think he was microdosing no he was not (laughs) i think he was macro dosing no he was he was definitely just getting high for the funsies yeah no (laughs) um but So, Margaret, though, being a reluctant sex partner in a bestiality relationship, looked back on the experience fondly and still seemed to have nothing but love for Peter. Cool. And that is the strange and unusual story of the secrets of the Order of the Dolphin. (laughs) What the fuck, Melody? (laughs) History is weird and terrifying. It's, you know, it's not the least ethical science experiment I've heard of, but it it's up there. But it's it's an eye opener. It's an it's an eyebrow raiser when it comes to a lot of like, you know, medical experiments or experiments in general. When you think being unethical, you think kind of horrific first. And with this one, you're just kind of like, what? The dolphin did commit suicide. Like, I feel like that is horrific in the end. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's it's not, you know operating on people without anesthesia by any means but uh the history of gynecology is strewn with the bodies of um black women and And i know this women and what puerto rican women and puerto rican women you want to talk about birth control (sighs) we'll have to cover that history at some point because it's horrifying yeah it's a terrifying piece of history and it's a terrifying thing that happened oh my god i'd like block i blocked out the birth control thing I remember now. Yeah. Fuck. Cool, 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 cool. Um, basically, the, the 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 blood of the poor and the marginalized are always going to be throughout. Uh, kind of everything that's good in life, actually. Yeah. Everything good in life. Yeah. Uh, there are two separate worlds, parallels living in our world, like mm-hmm. the movie Us. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, how you want to end this melody? <laughs> uh, this is is there's no segueing out of this story. There's If you feel the urge to pleasure <laughs> an animal, please see a therapist yeah. about it. Yeah, if you feel the need to pleasure an animal, see a therapist about it. If you feel the need to uh constantly do ketamine and LSD, see see, see a, a therapist. therapist. Maybe you have If you feel the need to live where you work, See a therapist, please. See a fucking yeah. therapist. Um, if you feel the need to let unqualified people do the bulk of the work in your science experiment, please don't. Just please don't. That's please not stop even a doing therapy science thing. Apparent. Just stop. Stop doing science experiments. You do not have a fundamental understanding enough of how science needs to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason you don't let untrained people do the research. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah. 
go get therapy, guys. Mm-hmm. Please take care of yourselves. Uh, therapy is possible on a budget. We are posting about that on our Patreon. Absolutely. Take a look at their Patreon. It's slash It's a Scary Life. We also have Facebook and Instagram. I've been posting more memes and things, trying Woo! to uh, engage people a little bit more. So we'll see what comments and things come our way from you beautiful people. And I hope that you have a lovely day. Find something pleasant to unwind with after this what the fuck kind of story. What the fuck? Um, we love you. I always highly recommend something fun to watch. Like Avatar, The Last Airbender. I just did Yee. a rewatch and it was it's very great. fun. Um, so go get therapy. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. The rest of your life, which I hope does not end soon. Don't give dolphins hand jobs. Yeah, don't give dolphins a fucking hand job. Uh, and yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>